The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Back to the Starry Night Theater podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra. <laughs> Alexandra, I love it. I'm your host, DJ. You're not going to give your full name? I'm uh, No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say my last name. I forgot. I forget I have a full name. Um, this episode is brought to you by JDS Electrical, Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, first time we're doing this with football on, right? Oh. Am I mistaken? Well, we started in January. Yeah, so after the Super Bowl and everything. I'm hyped. I'm wearing my Patriots gear. I'm ready to go after this. Well, they're going to lose, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. That could be one of my beefs, and I'm sure it will be down the line, but I'm a realist. I, I understand that the Patriots are bad. I understand. But I'm still a fan. I'm still out here supporting. And You're uh, not a, supporting the Bills. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm supporting my team. Your not, team, yes. They don't care about you. They don't even know you exist. That's I, that's another thing I hate. I hate when people say like my Patriots, my Bills. Like they're not yours. You're not the owner. Did you just say that? No, I said my team. I'm saying my team and my my <laughs> Cowboys, my Steelers okay, are different. They're two different things. <laughs> All right, vocab right. we'll it up. Okay, okay. I found this word the other day. I was reading a book. Okay. Um, didn't know what this word meant, so I thought it would be good for you. All right. Let's I have to it. listen to it first, though. <laughs> okay. Now you're on the other side of this. I am. Oh, my volume isn't on. <laughs> no! Okay, I'm just going to pronounce it how I think okay. it's pronounced. I support you. Has <laughs> <laughs> you a stree? Okay. <laughs> nope. No. What are you reading? This comes up <laughs> casually. Uh, I'm reading this book called Ex-Wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's actually a pretty good book, but it means the use of clever but unsound reasoning, especially in relation to moral questions. Yeah, no, I don't even remember how to pronounce it, so that won't come up again. The resolving of moral problems by the application of theoretical rules to particular <laughs> instances. Okay, all right. Uh, Too much. Yeah, I Too I much. even read the definition, and when I read the sentence back, I was like, I still don't understand. No, no. when it means like a full sentence, then I think can I cut yeah. in here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that would be like okay, <laughs> like moral problems. If you if you like see your friend cheating on his wife with another woman and you're like well i can't tell his wife bro code i'm i'm sorry i can't do it like, like 
All what right. do I do with I this was... information? I'm supposed to tell his wife, but no, bro code. I can't. All right, I'm fine. I'm absolved. <laughs> I'm supposed to tell his wife, but I can't because was... he's my friend. I think it was more like <laughs> rationalizing this abstract idea um, on your in your own terms, like coming up with an explanation that works for in your favor. Yeah, like bro code. See, I like yeah, bro yeah. So bro code I'm, just, it, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just trying to <laughs> emphasize to on the bro code. <laughs> yeah, bro code. It's okay. a thing. Yeah, keeps you from feeling bad about not doing the thing yeah, you're supposed okay. to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, now that makes sense. Why couldn't that be the definition? I know. Why did the definition have to be harder than the actual <laughs> exactly, word? Like, yeah. Too much. Too much in there. Um, okay. Yeah. So our guest today is Trey Wittish. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you. How's it going? All right. Uh, we'll beef it up first, and then we'll get into uh, your your history with us. Okay. Um, so I've got beef. You all know I'm full of beef every week. and uh, Yeah, my beef isn't even that great. You, you want to start? How about you start with, with the beef? Oh, because mine always, sucks? No, because I'm always beefing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always out beefing. All right. So my beef is when you go to someone's house... And you use their bathroom. <laughs> no, that's not it. You... <laughs> You're outing Ryan. <laughs> no, no, this has nothing to do with okay. Ryan. Okay, okay. Um, although I did think about it when I used his bathroom yesterday. <laughs> um, so you wash your hands, and you're looking for a towel to dry your hands, a paper towel, a cloth, whatever it is that they use. Yeah. But they don't have any. And not one time not like oh it's something something's being washed like we forgot to put another one yeah no they regularly don't use a dry towel and then you have nowhere nowhere to dry your hands and then you have to walk out of the bathroom with wet hands and try and find something i hate that yeah yeah i hate that a lot yeah it happens at a mustafa's parents house mm-hmm <laughs> so, calling them out. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going right for uh, it. Not just their house, other people's houses, but like, <laughs> I hate it. Like, I, I need to dry my hands on something. Well, yeah, because then you're walking around with the the wet residue of whatever just happened yeah. in the bathroom. Uh, so that means there's sure. germs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That needs to be adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> do, they, do they expect you to use the normal, like, bathroom body towels that are hanging in there? Like is that like there's towels in here already? Oh my god, well. that's another thing. When right? they do have the the body towels, and then you're you're like, do I use this, or has someone <laughs> already taken a shower and used this themselves? See, now I was never aware that you can reuse a towel after you shower. What do you mean? You put it in the laundry what? every time you use it? Well, I used to. You yeah, use it, you use it one time and then you get rid of it. And the- yeah, and I didn't know that it was a thing until. So then, like, I go to other people's houses now, and I'm like, oh, so maybe they have used that and it's yeah. hanging there. I've never, never thought of it, never did it before. I will say that was. I got to call out Ryan. That was in the bathroom. It was the full like body towel, and I <laughs> had no idea if I should touch this towel or not. <laughs> it depends. If you know, it depends on first. You got to figure out whose towel it might be and then yeah. make your decision based on how well you know that person right like is that person gross when they get out of the shower or even though they've just washed <laughs> yes and right. then, okay i'm not gonna use that <laughs> one like <laughs> like this person knows this other one oh i know that's his towel he knows how to take a shower i'm fine drying my hands on this it's clean yeah that's true that's true. Okay. And I understand the throwing a towel out every time. Like, I don't do it, but, like, yeah. if it's humid, that towel's never going to dry, and it's going to smell after one use anyway, because right. it's just going to be wet, yeah. and it's going to smell Especially mildewy. With, uh, yeah. DJs. 
<laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Well, I mine know do. how to shower. Mine do. <laughs> mine do like mildewy. So my wife got me linen towels, which don't smell, and they dry quicker. So okay. Yeah. Oh, good to Shout know. out linen towels. Yeah, linen towels. <laughs> Use a linen towel. Yeah, okay. I now now I'll reuse. Like now I'm fine. But, like I just I never knew that until like until I moved out, and then it became a thing. So. Do yeah. you think your parents were like, why is DJ using so many <laughs> yeah. towels? Why, <laughs> why are there so many towels in this load of wash? So it would be but seven never towels call, a week. But they never called you out on oh it. God. No. All right. Well. My parents would do the opposite and be like, why are you using so many towels? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we always had six people in the house, so maybe they're just like, this is just from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just from me. It seem like a, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just from me every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, if you If you were... At Ryan's house, would you use that towel? No, I'd walk out and just call him out. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to wipe my hands on? Like now I'm now I'm filthy, and and then I'd have to rewash my hands. I think. Yeah, yeah. But I always carry hand sanitizer on me, so oh, yeah. I could okay. just squirt that outside of the room. Yeah, yeah. True. yeah. yeah. All right. Shout out Bath and Body Works. Small up and coming company. So expensive. They're extremely expensive, but I love their stuff. Except, okay, controversial. I'm a Yankee candle guy. I'm not a Bath and Body Works candle guy. I'm a neither. What kind of candles do you burn? Regular. Oh, actually, regular. No, no, yeah, no, no, from no, where? No, 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 no. My my nieces they make candles. Oh, I love so that. So I buy theirs and yeah, yeah, the homemade ones. Yeah, I've never, Point, I've never smell less homemade like soy. fake smells. Yeah. Yes, that's why I like Yankee candle because like you can find the more natural scents. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Bath and Body Works is always. A perfumey scent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing against it. I'll I'll burn them still, but yeah. I I prefer a, a natural like I love the nature scents, the okay. trees, yeah. and all right, sandalwood. They make all different kinds of scents. How do you do it? How do you make a candle? I don't make them. They okay, do. Okay, yes, but like you don't know how they do it. They, they buy some them? wax, melt that, then they have like essential oils, and they ah, add those. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. So they have a bunch of different... I can link you their Instagram if you want. I would love it. (laughs) Plug it. Plug their Instagram here. Oh, Black Sheep Candle Co. Sweet. Yeah. I'm always on the look for for candles. I like burning them in my office. All right. right. Maybe I'll get you one. I would love it. There was something that my mom got me from Bath and Body Works. It was like a a skeleton hand that you could... To hold soap. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I thought of you and I was like, maybe I'll get him the, a gift and then it was $20 and I said no way <laughs> he's not worth $20 no you're, you're worth spend... $20 just with something better yeah. you don't want to spend $20 on a soap dish yeah yeah why <laughs> that's true yeah that's true exactly I get Dr. Squatch soap and that stuff is, that gets pricey all those soaps the market is so saturated now but like it's all so expensive yeah yeah like, you should well, good soap's just expensive yeah it doesn't dry your skin out right yeah. right yeah, I like, I, but I like like the grit. They'll have ones with heavy grit. Yeah, or like, like pumice in it. Yeah, it feels like you're like scratching your eyes out, but it you feel clean. Mm-hmm. You do I don't feel think clean. that's good for you for your skin. I think it is. I think it's it exfoliates. Yeah, no, right? but exfoliating is only good like once a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you only shower once a week? <laughs> no, but like I don't always have the heavy grit, so it's every now yeah. and again I'll just. Destroy my skin. Rotate I guess. it in. All right. Yeah, I should rotate it in. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah. But it's expensive soap, so. Well, you buy expensive <laughs> shampoo too, so. 
function of beauty. <laughs> sixty dollars for that. Yeah, you told me this morning it was sixty dollars for shampoo originally, and I was like, "What?" And then you said, "No, for shampoo and, and conditioner, conditioner together, uh, together." Which I actually have a thirty dollar bottle of shampoo and conditioner at home, so I guess I understand. Yeah, I'll give it a review afterwards. Okay. Once I use it, yeah, I'll, I was I'll let curious. everyone know how it right. how it works. Our eucalyptus scent. Okay. Green and pink. <laughs> you can pick the colors. You can customize everything about it. I like it. So I hope it works. All right. All right. Enough of that. Um, I'm I'm getting beefy now. And uh, Catherine was our last guest. We recorded on a, on a Thursday. So it's been a long time. Yeah. It feels like we haven't been here in yeah, a year. Uh, Maybe not quite a year, but. <laughs> almost. And Past Thursday? No, the Thursday oh, okay. before. It was just a couple Thursdays ago. That's like three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with no. with the schedule at the theater, I I wouldn't doubt that it was just right. last Thursday. For like ten days. Right, yeah. yeah, ten days. Um, after we went off air, immediately after we shut this down, uh, Catherine and I got to talking, and something I didn't air on the podcast was at, at the night after auditions, I ordered Five Guys. Big Five Guys fan. Okay. Love me a burger. So I order it. I'm home late, later than I expected because I had to go to my, my dad's post a cast list from his computer. I get home. There's a crime scene on my front porch. The The bag is ripped open from the bottom, and uh, some animal got into my burger. And when when that's all you're waiting for all day, it's it's uh, it's a shot to the heart. <laughs> and... And I go, it's just, it's scattered everywhere. So I send DoorDash a picture, like, come on, man, what's happening here? And they're like, okay, we'll give you 10 bucks. Like, 10 bucks? Five Guys is like more expensive than yeah. 10 bucks, especially on DoorDash. And I'm, I wasn't going to eat the fries because, like, I don't know what, what it touched. How long had you ordered it before you got home? It was probably, it's not their fault. It was probably sitting out there for like 40 minutes. Okay. And this is North Tonawanda, and there are critters wildlife. in North Tonawanda. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it, it it's definitely on me, but still ten bucks seems pretty chintzy. Like yeah. even if it was on you, isn't the good business of the business to still <laughs> refund you in full anyway? Yeah, yeah, you would think. Like you 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 only deserve ten bucks, but you should have gotten the full thing. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah no that adds up. And so so that happened. I'm I tell this story a lot because it 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 affected me. It changes how I how I DoorDash now. And uh, Catherine's like, you know what? I ordered five guys. They delivered it to the wrong porch. So she was walking around for like 20 minutes looking for it. <laughs> Squirrels got into it on somebody else's porch. So it's something with five guys. And she said that I have to to, to beef up that they put it in a plastic – or not in a plastic bag, a, a paper bag. And that's it. Mm. Like other, other places are using like, I don't know, at least boxes or something to, to keep it a little more contained. But and plus the grease that comes off yeah. of their burgers and fries, like – it's going to break through the bag anyways. Yeah. So if an animal wasn't breaking in, it's breaking out. So <laughs> five guys, you got to you got to step it up. All right. <laughs> you got to step it up. Yeah. That's I mean, come on. You have so much food beef. Yeah, I mean, I eat a lot of food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's it's always food, cars or like I guess just people or transportation, yeah, any kind yeah. of transportation, yeah. So cars. Yeah, okay, but and then I was thinking about the planes. <laughs> yeah. Planes are not cars. There it is. There's my beef. Okay. All right. All right. Now, my beef? Your beef. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I guess I got uh, I got a couple. They're small ones, but I'll um, I'll start with the newest one, which is just from last night. I have a, um, 
I have a beef against uh, LG uh, window unit air conditioners. Okay. And their energy saver mode. So my wife, I don't, I my wife and I have uh, an Airbnb. Uh, we have a two unit house. We live in the top floor, and the Airbnb is in the bottom. And we have a LG window air unit down there for our guests in one of the bedrooms. But on energy saver mode, if you set it to the temperature you want, uh, saving energy is fine. If it reaches the set temperature and shuts off, what it still does is every three minutes it turns the fans back on to detect whether or not the temperature has dropped. So I'm in my office last night working, and the neighbors downstairs turn it on. And for three hours, I'm just listening to this thing turn on and off and on and off and on and off every three minutes, and it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Because I also I live in an old house, so the first thought is, it's like, well, is the power just failing and this keeps surging and short and like, you know, shorting itself out or, or cutting itself off? And so I'm like, oh, is the house going to get on fire? And no, it's just this fan is going on and off and on and <laughs> off and on and off constantly. Like, can you figure out a way? To gauge the temperature without turning the fans back on, <laughs> like, I, like if if you're trying to sleep comfortably in a room with that thing, like the the person who is down there staying in that room also had to have been driven nuts. Yeah, or, or either that, or he sleeps like like he's dead because the thing was on <laughs> for three hours at least until like you know I you know went into the other part of the house. I didn't hear it anymore. But like that's just got to be maddening. Like yeah. I that's. If I had one of those in my room and it was doing that, I would, I would push it the rest of the way out the window. <laughs> All right, so that's a, a small beef. It's just like stop, like find out a better way <laughs> that's not as loud to save your energy. I guess I like so, that. I yeah. as if I were, I can't do like the the the. I need noise when I sleep, so it's okay. like, or it either has to be quiet, but like it can't be like a noise being introduced <laughs> yeah. halfway through my sleep, or oh, else yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, well then don't don't if you get an ALG air conditioner, don't put it on energy saver okay. mode. Just run it constantly throughout the night and don't save energy because if you do that, it, if you don't if you save energy, it's just going to turn on and off and on and off and on and off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess it's not as quiet as it should be. So there's that small beef. Also, um, with the new Justified City Primeval show on FX. Either of you ever watched Justified? No. no. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It was it was really good. It's uh best way to describe it is like a hillbilly noir. It like it's just it's like a half western, half like noir thing taking uh, noir story taking place in Kentucky. Uh, a US marshal just tr- you know trying to st- stop crime down there and it really one of the best shows, best performances like Timothy Oliphant is the star of the show. Walton okay. Goggins is the main villain throughout the whole show. Um, and it ended in, it was, ran from like 2010 to 2015. Great show. Um, FX brought it back. Well, brought the character, the main character of Raylan Givens back um, for this new show called Justified City Primeval. And it takes place in Detroit, and somehow the main character is in Detroit. And it's a good show. It is a good, it was a good show. But what they did was they took that main character. And shoehorned him into another Elmore Leonard story where he wasn't the main character and okay. made him the main character of that instead of the regular main character. And so it just, it's a great show. But like if you watch it because you're a fan of Justified, like you're going to turn it on and be like, this, this isn't Justified. This is just another great crime show. And it, for me, takes away from that. Like they should have just adapted City Primeval straight and right. not brought back yeah, Raylan yeah. Givens because. <clears throat> 
I was like, well, it just uh, like it was good. It's just like it doesn't feel the same. Like I'm not yeah. as like oh super excited all the time. So that's my beef. You know, leave if you're adapting a story, leave it, <laughs> leave it. Yeah, no, that makes yeah, no sense. <laughs> like don't do fan service stuff. Like it's it was obviously a fan service thing, and it yeah. works. It was a great show, but it still it was just like I. I would have enjoyed it much more if it stood alone on its own without this character. Yeah. So there's another beef, you know. Don't don't try to make me happy as a fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to make me happy. Just I'm make a TV you. show, right? I, I hate fan service. <laughs> yeah. Fan service drives me up a wall. Yeah, so. I like that. I back that beef. one. Yeah, Relative, <laughs> relatively light beefs. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any enemies or anything at this moment <laughs> that I know of, so. <laughs> Just those two things. I come on here weekly and just rip someone apart. Yeah. So <laughs> we, for, when we were with, with Catherine, we went for like, what, 40 minutes? Yeah. Airing our beefs. It was a so while. I'm into it. I, I like getting it out there. It's therapeutic after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Air yeah your... so, and some people just have beefs. Yeah. Some people have beefs with lots of, lots of things. It's just who they are. Yeah. yeah that's DJ. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a beefy guy. What can I say? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, that it? Everyone got got their beefs out? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, beefs yeah. Out. Our beef. Cool. All right. All right. Well, now we're all sitting here with our beef out. Let's get into to your history, Trey. How, okay. How did you find out that you wanted to be an actor? Not even necessarily with us, just starting out. Um, I, I don't... There was a... At, watching the school plays, I was just like, oh, that'd be fun to do. Um, and, like, the school... I went to St. Andrews in Kenmore... Okay. And they would do like every year there would be a Christmas. It would be like the one of the grades is going to do the Christmas presentation. This year it might be third. The next year it might be fifth. One year it might be seventh. And I think like as a kid, what like sitting and watching that, I was like, oh, that'd be fun to do. That'd be fun to get up there. Um, but it was like never my grade until like fifth grade. But when I was in fifth grade, the school finally had a drama club. Like some okay. one of the one of the teachers. Like I think it was like a substitute teacher who also like did some like administration at the school. She was like, "Well, if I'm only teaching like half the time. Why don't we? I run this drama club at the school, so that's what they did. Um, and that's when I started doing plays at school at St. Andrews. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that really that, that sniffle really made a noise on the mic. <laughs> Forgot to turn away. Sorry, guys. Um, so it was that. I just it was I just saw, oh, I want to try that and then it was just fun doing it. Yeah. And then I knew the Ghost Light Theater in the fall did like a spooky play. Yeah. And I love, you know, I was a kid growing up. I was reading like all like every Goosebumps book that was there, like that John Belair stuff, the house with a clock in his walls and all the books that guy wrote. Um and so I was like I knew I knew the Ghost Light did a spooky play every fall so how did you find out about ghost light well my mom liked going to see a christmas carol every year hey, um, right. and you know back these are back in the days of the tonawanda news so it was always listed auditions would be oh, listed yeah. in there um when the shows were so i mean we'd go see a christmas carol all the time and you know one of the you know a couple times i think it was at mercy mile we went and saw once um and then my mom pointed out to me in the paper that they were auditioning for the Silver Lady. The f- like, what, 98 maybe? Yeah, yeah. Late 90s. Late 90s. Um, and so, yeah, like, I was 13, and 
um, I was like, oh, I'll go audition for that. And um, it was, I felt like I had a good audition, you know. Um, but that was like also the time when Chris Fire was still playing all the teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Th- those years really only ended, what, five <laughs> years ago? Yeah, five like, years ago, yeah. He only stopped playing teenagers <laughs> five years ago. And so he was still playing all the teenagers then. So I didn't get a part, but I like had fun at the audition and I just kept going to see shows. And so I kept doing plays at school. Uh, and like usually like I, I would wa- I like for a couple of years I was just you know playing fall sports or doing some sports in the winter and never worked out for auditions or thinking I had the time until uh, Dance Macabre and I was like I'm not going to play soccer or run cross country this fall I'm going to go audition for this show and I did and got a couple of the, the parts in that and then that's so that's how I started uh, Starry Night was the first year at the church. Yeah, first year at oh. at, at the ghost site. That mm-hmm. was 2001. 2001, yeah. So it did Dance Macabre, Christmas Carol that year. Arsenic and Old Lace the next spring that Jesse directed. Um, did It's a one the first time you guys did it, It's a Wonderful Life. I did. I was Harry for that. And then I went away to school for 4 years. Came back, did like Night of the Living Dead and just, you know, kept popping back in every once in a while so yeah so that's how i started uh you know in community theater and uh performing with you guys so and it was just i always had a lot of fun um the fall shows especially i yeah. just love your uh your dad's uh thrillers that he writes and me too and the way he stages them and i just love doing all of those so yeah i, I miss i miss doing them i miss i miss doing those i always wanted to play a bad guy in one of them yeah never did never did <laughs> see I, I i always you get a lot of play on this podcast whether you know it or not <laughs> okay we talk about you a lot um yeah, i he always does. he shouts you out a lot. <laughs> i i just directed frankenstein and it was okay. like the biggest thing i've directed yeah. like i was so excited for it and i had you in mind for victor and like and you hadn't been like around for yeah. before that and you told me like you're like yeah i'm not gonna be around for a while i got my job <laughs> but like i when there's a big role, I'm always like, "Oh, well, Trey," and then I'm like, "Well, Trey's not around." <laughs> well, one of these one of these days, I'll be back. I miss it. I miss it, and um, you know, so one one of these days, I want to like do it more regularly. So we'll see. Hopefully soon, but yeah, but yeah, like I always, yeah, I I always loved the the fall shows. Yeah, here at the, at the Ghost Light, and just I was thinking about the other day. I was thinking about because you guys were you guys are doing it now. The first time you guys did the spiral staircase yeah and so i was dr perry yes that one. and that was just fun it was like all the woomers me and Catherine, and your dad yes and the the extra stuff he wrote to th- flesh that out i think really like made it made like, the it, extra scenes. it, it was sure. great it was great and the way it was staged like this way i just i don't know why it always stuck with me but the um since it was taking place in the storm yes and, and mark would before he'd come on stage, would stand like back where the porch was, and he'd just be throwing water at the window, so it looked like rain was hitting the window. Yeah, doing it a couple times, and I was like, "That's just such good atmosphere yeah. for the piece." You're, you're, um, you guys always really understand atmosphere for your spooky shows. Yeah, like, um, the staging, the look. I always compare it to old like Universal horror movies, like yeah. Frankenstein and the Wolfman. They were always, even if they were bad movies, they were always very good at like. Some at least one spooky scene where the atmosphere really uh, made it, made the creepiness of it. So, yeah, 
That's that's what I love, and I wanted to take that from my dad. Yeah. And so, like, we have like the whole walkway now. We're doing that with treat like real trees. Okay. And, yeah. And yeah, I can't wait to just have oh, yeah. this storm going the whole time. Oh, that would be great. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the real trees. <laughs> uh that was it. Was I remember for? Uh, oh, what the the name just flew right out of my head. Deep end of the dark. <laughs> yeah, the camping yes. trip one, right? Yes. And we all yes. went and got like we basically just like there was a storm, so we went and found every downed branch <laughs> yeah. tree near your uncle's house. Yes, near Jesse's house, and like those were all over the stage. I mean, that was just great. And the way I, I really liked lighting that show, I'm glad. I'm glad I got to light that one. Yeah. But the way it, the way it all worked with and the way the way the lights play with shadows in that in that particular space or or something I love a lot. Yeah. I love that too. We we I use trees in everything. That's okay. my dad gets a little mad because <laughs> every show I'm like, okay, we're just gonna go out scour the neighborhood, bring yeah. back some trees, and uh, they just make the biggest yeah. mess ever. They do, but, but they look so better good. than a gobo. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like like I'll I'll put a gobo in, in front of it, and you just like trees everywhere, yeah. and you're really encircled. So like I love bringing in trees. Like we had them. I brought them in for Halloween dreams. We just. VJ and I went, and we would just carry loads and loads yeah. back in, and then we kept them in the basement until after Frankenstein because I needed them for that. So I'm like, instead of going out again in the snow, <laughs> yeah. let's just keep them. And that he hated that. <laughs> that they were just taking up all that all space, space down there. Oh well, <laughs> I, I love them though, and and they're back for this. Oh good, yeah. And uh, we're doing a new Lottie and Bernice in the spring, okay, which is literally in a campground in the okay. Woods. So, so it's yeah, hang be... out. They're going to be there. <laughs> Don's not all right. Don's gonna. He's going to be so happy once that Lottie yes. shows over, and you can get him out of there. Yeah. But then you'll bring him back. You'll go get new ones for the next fall. I'm I know sure, yeah, whatever yeah. you do next fall. I know. I lo- they're just so they, cool. They add dimension yeah. to a stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have like a, a big window in the second story, so like just trees behind. So you can it. put them behind it. Oh yeah, just look. They just look so great yeah. up there. I love it. I'll, I have trees. I'll work trees in everything. Trees I do. are great. Yeah. Trees, yeah. trees and shadows. Are yes. Great. Yes. Well, that's something he wants to work on with Night of the Living Dead because, I mean, that's so big in the movie. Yeah. The, their work with, with shadows. Yeah. So um, that's tough as, like, the lighting guy. Everyone's mm. like, well, yeah, we need a shadow here, a shadow here. I'm like, I'll try my best. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we have limited instruments, but yeah. I will try to get you your shadows. That would be cool, though. I don't know if I've ever noticed any shadowing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no! I know, no, I, know, I, know <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it it is cool, and the the work of shadows in the original yeah. Night of the Living Dead are just are great. Yeah, brilliant. I yeah. talked to the actual lighting designer of it. I met him, and he was talking about how he did it and why he did it. When did you meet him? We went to Evan City before COVID, sometime before COVID, and we met the Naked Zombie. We met Johnny. It was when I played Johnny, and oh. I met the guy playing Johnny and he signed my poster and everything the poster I made so I'm like oh this is so cool <laughs> that is cool yeah and Carla and I have a picture because she was Barbara I was Johnny we have a picture at the cemetery like the real cemetery of it it's hanging in my office oh cool yeah so we recreated it I'm glad you guys brought that back yeah after years. me too do uh, the people who are in it clean up better than the people who yep. are in it before <laughs> yeah <All right>. <laughs> yes <laughs> but then it's also hard because like before, I feel like it was more like people would just come in for it. Yeah. Now it's just everyone who's in the company. Yeah. It's like people from the musical, people from every show. Yeah. 
so now it's hard to be like, oh, well, these people don't clean up because it's just us. So we're like, <laughs> that, that's on me. I've but clogged yeah. the sink multiple times. That's okay. <laughs> was that one of the uh, conditions of bringing it back? Was, did Don say, like, yeah. DJ, you have to make sure they clean up? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, he's like, now, this ended before because there was no cleaning done. And I'm like, I, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. Is that really, like, the main reason it ended? I know he used to get annoyed yeah. at the fact that people like that, like it, when it'd be time to like strike that set, it'd be the, the only people around would be those of us who were regularly in the company striking the set. Like everybody mm-hmm. who was not a regular, like was like, all right, bye guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesse came on here and he told the story about when, when they spent like 24 hours at the theater, re- did the set completely. Yeah. yeah. I was there that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody came in and was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's probably part that's of brutal. Yeah, yeah, and then and then yeah, nobody came to help take it down. So yeah, that's why. I, yeah, nobody helped put it up. Nobody helped put it down. <laughs> <laughs> and then left blood everywhere, um, which does happen. So like, I'll still find blood from yeah. like these ones, of course. But um, and Ryan had pulled pork. So Ryan, when when we're eating, <laughs> he would just grab pulled pork and put like like jelly on it, and just like the grossest contraption, and like it'd fall in the aisle, and we're like. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> come on. We're not we're not making right. ourselves look any better here. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, what do uh, you expect? I like I love that you mentioned uh, drama club though, because so many people yeah. have come on here and, and said that. So it's great that people had those outlets that, that are now kind of moving away again. Yeah, uh, which is sad because so many people have come on and just like, well, a teacher recognized this or something happened here, and and I joined drama club like. That's so important and become yeah. such a, a great outlet for people who are creative yeah. and can't get it out and and their jobs are at school. Like I I remember feeling that hardcore when I was in school. Like okay, I'm doing math, but like I feel like like I want to be drawing right now. Or I want to be like doing something creative with my time. Yeah, yeah. I think that you gotta like find a either gotta figure out or like make like your own. Yeah, like. You can find those spaces. Like, I remember, like, when I was in school, like, I just, my study halls, I was like, oh, okay, I got it free, and I don't have to sit in this room, so yes. like, I'm going to go into this part of the building where I know nobody's at with a few of my buddies, and we're just going to play guitar for an hour. Yeah. Or we're going to, you know, do some other, you know, you know, tell jokes to each other for an yeah. hour or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I, some places, like, some schools, like... You got to go find that or yeah. like – or in schools, like I went to Nichols for two years and Canisius for two years. Like where you could go do that at Nichols was any of the music teachers or d- drama, like the acting – the drama teacher's room. Yeah. Like they were like, yeah, just come use our room for study hall for whatever you want or at Canisius, uh, oddly enough, it was the campus ministry office. Father Betty would always okay. just be like, yeah, just come hang out in here. Like, you know, I'm not – this is just, you know – I'm not doing anything in the office right now, and it's got couches, and you know, it's a comfortable room. So yeah, just come and hang out here. If you want to play guitar, just come hang out on here. If you don't oh, want to sit on the steps nice. and dodge people, yeah. So you got to like look, at, search those spaces out, yes. or like, you know, find the cool teacher. I guess so. Those those spaces were always <laughs> so important. And I talk about Appenheimer. I shout him out all the time. He I, he was a teacher I had in high school who was just amazing and would just i would go to him every study hall yeah. he'd have a class and and we would just talk and he'd like ask because like he knew i was i just wanted to be like at the theater doing something mm-hmm. rather than than sitting in study halls and he was just like 
encourage that. The people who encourage that is are, are so extremely important. Yeah. So shout out to all those people. And teachers. For, I mean, teachers yeah. are just mm-hmm. crazy important. So, yeah, it, it's yeah. just – it's great that yeah. – and I, I hope that that continues and, like, Drama Club kind of comes back into schools. Yeah, I think it will. And I think, with like, the teachers, like, you know, like, I think it was – felt like – I my generation and younger particularly realized, oh, there are certain teachers that like listen and can see these things. Yes. And now we'll say something about it and say like, Hey, like, you know, Hey, do you, are you interested in this? Try this. And like, we'll point you in directions. Yes. You're already looking to go, but they just tell you, Oh, it's that way. Like, you know, like I had a, I had a, I had a teacher who told me I should write for Rolling Stone. Now I don't write for Rolling Stone, but like, he said that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, uh, journalism. Like that's that's what I want to do with my life." And like that's where like he he mentioned that he's like, "You should you know, good, you're good at this. Your papers are all good. You like talking about stuff. You like you should be a journalist." And so I was like, "Oh, hmm. I mean, I shouldn't be like a lawyer, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, well, I mean, if you want to be a lawyer, be a lawyer. But like, right?" And I was like, "Oh, okay. So that's you know the direction I went. That's so cool. Yeah." I love that. That, that it's also important. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience where I'm like, it was the end of high school. I was in my senior year, and everyone's just pushing you in every direction. Mm-hmm. Be a doctor. Be you have to go to college. You have to do this. And so I'm talking with him about it. I'm like, I'm I don't know what to do. He's like, dude, like you you love the theater, like that. Just do that. And I'm like, know. I was like, oh wait, like, why didn't why didn't I think about that? And I, I went to to be an electrician. And then I, I even I went back to 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 school like just to visit with him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't know why you're being an electrician. Just just do the theater. Like I don't I don't know how many times I got to say it. And it's just those people are are so important. Well, yeah. Do you do you are you good with electrics? Like no, no, okay. No. So I shouldn't be like I I'm having an issue with this socket. Can you come fix it? I shouldn't be like no, no. DJ will do it. Right. No, yeah, that's I, where JDS Electrical. Yeah. Comes in. <laughs> I, I worked with with my uncle and, yeah. and my cousin for That's like a them. couple months, All right. and then I'm like, it's just it's not for me. I'm becoming a liability to right. the team. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I mean, it's just that's my mind doesn't work like that. I never thought. I I, I don't know why I thought that would ever be a, a good fit. I'm just. I I thought it could help with lighting scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I I he taught me. My uncle has taught me like so much about lighting, yeah. and, and I could fix those lights to an extent. But uh, yeah, no, going to people's houses and like you got to keep this real clean and neat and do this and this. I was like, yeah, no, not I can't do. You that. don't want the responsibility of not no. setting somebody's house on fire. Yeah, that that's I still because I I the, my first day on, a, on the job I installed a uh, GSI I think it's called yeah which is a, a regular like plug outlet and uh, I still will wake up in the middle of the night and be like oh I hope no. the house is not on fire. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I I have I have a friend. Who who's not an electrician, but like he's just like learned like he's always been a tinkerer. Like he restores old cars, okay, and he's restored restored the electrical systems in his car. So he if he has another problem, he's like, oh, I'll try to fix it. And I had I had an uh, issue with an outlet that like I uh, I couldn't um, I couldn't get an electrician like and I needed it. it was in the Airbnb and somebody's coming there the next day and I couldn't. So I had my buddy, I was like, all right, if it's just an outlet and he knows what he's doing. But still, like we fixed the outlet, found the problem, and I was like, every still in one while I was like, is that is that outlet gonna <laughs> yeah right gonna burn <laughs> like in the middle of the night? It's like right. and it's like uh, 
<laughs> so I was like, you know what? I, you know, I know he, it's good. It's fine. But I'm just always going to call a professional. Yeah. Like I've done uh, jobs with your, your uncle. Like he showed me how to, you know, install like electrical boxes like before, like, cause I, it was when I first came back from college and I was looking for work and it was, it was some job and he's like, yeah, can you, uh, you can like help. Like, and I didn't really do any of the electrical work. Yeah. Like I just like, I handed him wire. <laughs> right, he's like, right. I'll show you how to do this if you ever need to fix stuff in your house. And it's like, still, I'm like, nah. yeah, no, it's it's so scary. Yeah, and you find out how like fragile act- everything actually is. Yeah, and like this is not not no. for me, not for me. So yeah, so shout out to electricians too. Yeah, for, exactly for doing that. Yeah, because that's a big, big job. That's it was so much, and there'd be like long, just long days of just. And feeding the, I would feed, I'd be the guy who would feed the wire through like yeah. the ceiling. Okay. And like, no, it has to be neat. It has to be straight. So like, I, fine, I can do that. Cause I'm not going to burn anything down doing that. Yeah. But every time I was actually in the wall doing stuff, I was <laughs> petrified, mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but they checked all my work. So yeah, I, sure. I was comfortable. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> Your uncle's good. Your uncle's good at his job. Yeah. He I've is. had him like, I've had, I've given his name to friends who need like work done or I think there was like, he, uh, he bought a house, I think without like inspection waived because it was when you know it was impossible to like buy a house yep. in the market without like waiving inspection and paying cash and so he had like jesse check some stuff out after he moved in and jesse was like oh there's a couple things in this house that are a mess <laughs> like, oh no you're, you're lucky you called me <laughs> like i mean uh, you should have gotten the inspection but like you did and you like you know that's awesome. Yeah. He inspected my dad's house before he bought it. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's great. Shout out Jesse. Yeah. Was it not good to go? Or no, it? it was. It was. I think he inspected one or two houses for him. And uh yeah. one wasn't good to go, one was. So <laughs> yeah. that that's why he's in there. Yeah, I know. I should have like my house is probably a mess. <laughs> well, it's, you have that air conditioner. I have that air conditioner. Well also too, it's like it's my um it's my wife's grandfather's old house okay and he like used to repair tvs so he used to like fix stuff on his own so like i just had the electrical panel like completely upgraded and replaced but like like a boiler uh uh, a furnace a hot water tank and like a bedroom were all on the same electrical line (laughs) oh my god because i'm sure seymour was just like well uh, i'm just gonna plug it into like tie it into this one that'll work and because so like while they were doing that i was like i need you to make sure like everything that should be separate is separate because it was like it was an old we're still operating on an old fuse box so i got like yeah like, so it was yeah. just everything was old so half the time i'm like walking around i'm like even even with like the new panel like i had to shut a line off for one room and it was an outlet in the corner of the room that wasn't on the actual room so like oh, the no. the room went off that was still on like and I finally found it and it was the bathroom and a light in the hall oh my god and one outlet in the bedroom I was just like Jesus <laughs> that that's hilarious yeah. that I feel like see that's what would happen if I tried to do my own <laughs> yeah. stuff so yeah, yeah call the professionals call JDS call Electric <laughs> yeah call JDS Electric this is a great advertising episode that, for them. That, yeah that's the best we've done for them yeah, <laughs> yeah that really is. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, back back to the theater. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. that was a tangent. Well, still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so what are some of your your favorite shows that you've been in, or your overall first favorite? Okay, so like favorite shows that I've been in, uh, definitely uh, really liked 
the spiral staircase. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Uh, you said just because I'm thinking about that now. Um, yeah, playing Dr. Perry was great in that. It was a really. I, it was the first. It was also like I real what I really I really enjoyed it because it was my first show in like a few years. I think the last show I had done previous to that was maybe I had like directed one X. In like okay. Two, two, yeah. Two thousand nine. Before before I did that so it'd been about three years so it was that was a good like comeback and a great great show to fun show to be in like i said i really enjoyed we don sort of fleshed that out yeah like he we had this it was a it's a very short script and i knew i knew when we like when we were doing the read through he's like i got some ideas to like really like draw some of this stuff out and he you know he created a whole you know a whole like great climactic scene yes that like was not in that script that was just Really, like, helped make the show. So that was one of my favorites. Um, the Telltale Heart was my, like, I feel like that's the best I've ever been on stage. Yeah. Doing that in the post show. So that is probably my favorite. Yeah. Because I don't think I've done better than I have done that. And it was exhausting. Yeah. And tiring. And um, I, I say it like it's a bad thing. But no, it was like, there was it was cathartic. There was a lot of... um. I think it was it was so difficult to get that whole thing down. Yeah, yeah. Um, particularly because it's long. Like, also, you know, I don't know if anybody knew this at the time. My my grandmother was dying at the time. She had like all of a sudden got like she was eighty six, and like my two grandparents were uh, very young at heart. Like, if you talk to her you wouldn't have known she was 86 you would have thought she was early 70s but she like all of a sudden got cancer and all of a sudden was just wiped out and it was very like a very jarring thing it was really weird for me for anybody in my family to see my grandmother like this yeah. so it was just a tough time and there were lots of other things on my mind um so working on that was just tough because there was so much other stuff going on yeah there was all this anxiety and emotion from what my grandmother was going through and how it was affecting us. And then like when it finally, I think it didn't click in for me, at least getting everything down and having all the words until like the last dress rehearsal. And once it was there, it was like on autopilot and it was like so purging to get all that intensity out every night. Yeah. It like really helped. I guess I should say it really was like an outlet. Yeah. Um, like once it finally came together, it was like it was really frustrating until I got it down. And once I got it down, it clicked and it was like I have like I wanna I I need to go do this every night because there's a lot of stuff building up every day. Right. And um that that was awesome. I loved that. I remember uh, I was because I was in the back. Everyone was on stage for yeah. that, just hidden, and that was a moment, a huge moment in my life. Seeing because I've talked about this on the podcast too. I think like that's one of the best performances we've had on the stage. Like that moment was just insane, and watching it build every rehearsal, I was like, that's when I was like, I want to be a director because the way both you and my dad worked together to like create this was insane because I read it on the page and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's Telltale Heart. Like, I know I've read it in school, whatever. I never thought that it would be anything like what it was. And watching you guys work together to build that, that's when I'm like, I want to be a director and I want to have this moment 
because this is the coolest thing. Hey, I've ever your seen. dad was great about letting me try things yeah. with it, and you know, I think I I brought up to him. I said, "What if what if I'm almost like a conductor for all these voices at some point? Because I think I have control of them." So at the start, like cutting them off, like there were certain things I I was doing with my hands to yes. cut everybody off, and I I. That was just I was like like he thinks he's got control of these so why doesn't he try to like conduct them and then when they all go nuts at the end it was a good collapse yeah to do. like it was just I really liked doing that yeah the way the way you you played with everything was and and, and the way it built every week and then you're right like dress rehearsal then like it just felt like this is you can't go any higher than this this yeah. <laughs> like you've reached the peak yeah and uh, I had teachers so many people come and see that and they're like that was like my i had a teacher obsessed with poe her okay. name was was granditz shout out granditz um obsessed we read every poem he ever wrote in that <laughs> class and she's she's said that was the best telling of telltale heart she's ever okay. seen in her life wow when like, was this 2017. 2017 oh wow right before i started yeah yeah, yeah. it, it was yeah. the coolest the whole show was great but like to end on that was like so profound. Yeah. It was amazing. It was, yeah, it was the the spring, the winter classic. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that that was great. That was phenomenal. I really liked that. Um, I think I, I loved playing Junior in Murder in the Smoky Mountains. Yes. Because I think that was the first, the first one in a long time I had been in anything overtly funny yeah. that Dad had written. Like, I think, like, that your dad had written. I, I'd done, and I'd done, like, one comedy i did arsenic and old lace in 2002 yeah that jesse directed and that was fun but like since coming back i hadn't been in any like anything that was like mostly a comedy yeah <laughs> it was just fun playing junior because he's so dumb <laughs> and thinks he's the smartest guy there and has everything under control and has such confidence in himself that he's gonna fall that he's gonna solve the case but he still has to stumble into it. But he's still like, oh, look, I did it. Yeah. And like, but, oh, God, that, w- that was so fun because, oh, God, I love I love being dumb on stage. Yeah. I do, um, it's, it fits better into my schedule. I, I do a lot of improv yeah. now. And I just love going up on stage and being as dumb as possible but thinking you're the smart one. And yeah. it was just, that was so much fun playing Junior. <laughs> I really loved that. I talk about that one on here too. <laughs> that I loved Murder in the Smoky Mountains, and I remember after auditions, this was like before I was in on the audition process, and my dad's like, "I really like Trey for this part," and I'm like, "Like Trey's not funny. Trey's like the serious guy," <laughs> and like because I've never seen you in anything yeah. funny. You were always like the serious, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you do you, obviously. Like I had no say back then." And then um, y- you and my dad together in that. I want, I've told him multiple times he needs to make a sequel <laughs> and just like you guys doing whatever whatever case you're on to next was like hilarious. they go on vacation yeah like you they could be like the new Lottie and Bernice Doc and, like and put Ju- them anywhere Doc and Junior go to Niagara Falls <laughs> yeah. like wasn't like the Meg Blar's character in that wasn't she like moving up to Niagara Falls yes. or going somewhere and she invited Junior well let's go let's go visit her huh? <laughs> and then like stumble on some murder yeah, in the Niagara Falls State Park. 
and that you guys you had the accents yeah and your whole your whole runaround scene oh yeah where i was trying to make sure timing everybody yeah well, okay. <laughs> they all had time to do it <laughs> yeah so the the scene was for people who don't know like alex um <laughs> uh they you guys were trying unless you want to say you want to say this i I'll, we could talk we could do it together yeah. so i we we're trying to demonstrate how anybody had the time like it was it was like they only had a Anybody only had like 30 seconds to kill the guy and get back to their room. Yes. And so I had to demonstrate how everybody had the time to do it and get back. And I think it was it was Meg's character's room. I forget her name. What was, what was her I don't name? remember her name. But so I run through everybody's room, like Carl's room, time. Uh, it was it was uh, Nate, Nate, was, Nate, Nate, yeah, yeah, Nate's yes, room, yes. time. Uh, everybody's room, time. And then I go to Meg's room, time. But when I come out of Meg's room... I'm wearing her nightgown, and I'm in my underwear. <laughs> I was like, "See, could have done that. And I could even even got changed." And it's just like, and and everybody loved it. The, the audience just loved it when I burst out of the door. All of a sudden, no longer in a cop uniform and in my <laughs> underwear in a skimpy night robe. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just like, "Get back in there and change." Oh God! I would love to see this show. It was somebody. So much fun. Somebody had to record it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's That's got true. It somewhere. That's true. Would yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah, I would do it again. On, I, I would hinge it though on if you two could play those parts. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see anyone else like yeah, if someone else could have a crack at it and right. be funny. But I loved you guys had great chemistry. Um, just his reaction to everything you did and what you were doing was so outrageously stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, maybe with enough advance notice, I can arrange my schedule around it. Yeah, figure it out. But yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, yeah, I loved watch. I did. I, when Catherine finally got to play a killer, which she was always looking forward to do. Yes, <laughs> she always wanted to be the bad guy, and she got to be the bad guy in that one. Yes, and there were two. Oh no, did I spoil it? No, oh, well. no. <laughs> no we. Okay. Yeah, that's, this show's eight years. This show's away. eight yeah. years old. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love, I loved that role, and I, I do talk to my dad. Like, yeah. you got to bring that one. <laughs> Not even do murder in the Smoky Mountain again, but like bring that was those fun. Guys back. That was just that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I really I enjoyed that. that one. That one, um, oh, a lot of them bunched around like the same four or five years. Treasure Island was great. I yes. loved playing Doctor Livesey because, um, I think like because he kind of got to be the brains for yeah. that that group and like help the planning. I don't know why. I just liked that. I liked carrying around an old timey gun and like standing weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like always clutching my lapel with one arm behind my back, trying to be a gentleman. I get the sword fight against Gary. He stabbed me in the leg. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, he cut me in the leg because it was, bef- it was before we dulled the points of those swords oh. with duct tape. Oh so God. while we were just practicing, like he brushed against me, and like the tip caught my like calf or something like that. Oh my and God. just like it didn't like it didn't cut through my pants, but like it was sharp enough to like cut me without cutting a oh hole my in God. my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Gary, you cut me. And he's like, oh. So I don't like I hit him on the knuckles with the sword the next time, so I got him back. <laughs> that sucks, getting hit <laughs> on the knuckles with that. I think I'd rather get cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was fun, sword fighting. Um, and that was a great show. Yeah. Like, I thought that was the only time I've been in a show with Dan Zerpa, but he's yeah. great to be in a show with. Um. Oh, that was fun. I told Catherine, because we're doing that again, and I'm directing it this time. I was like, Catherine, you know, 
we're doing this. Maybe you can hit up Dan, and uh, so I'll do the same thing with you. I know your schedule is crazy, but um, that I love that cast. I love watching that show. It's just massive yeah. and and fun. Uh, I can't wait to to get my hands on that, that was one. Fun. Arsenic and Old Lace in 2002 was another fun one. It was fun working with your uncle as a director. Yeah. And and your dad just played Teddy Roosevelt in that. It was yeah. just so great playing Teddy Roosevelt. Look, you were you must have been one. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you've seen video of that, but that was fun. It was like that was Paul McGinnis's first show. Yes. It was the first show Bob Priest had been in. Oh my god. Um it was me at Chris Fire. Oh god, it was I mean, I I played like a a cop. So one of the small police roles, but like one of the other famous things is like there's dead bodies you got to move around. So like when I wasn't on stage in cop instead of as a cop instead of a dummy, I was just a dead body. So your dad had to pick me up and struggle me around and like carry me down the basement stairs. But um, the f- b- most fun part of that was Chris had to carry me around, and like even at 16, like I was taller and bigger than Chris yeah. <laughs> already. So like he he actually struggled while he was doing it, and the and the whole, and it was like two minutes of him struggling like. Throw like ragdolling me all over the stage, having trouble, with, and it was just fun doing something different every night. Like he's throwing me into chairs, dropping me on tables, like because he was just it was just Jesse just said, "Yeah, have have trouble carrying him around for." We'll play this song. So for the length of the song, have trouble carrying him. <laughs> and he just dragged me all over the place, threw me into threw me into things. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I had a hood on, and my face was covered. So you couldn't see me laughing. <laughs> and you couldn't tell, oh, it's the guy that played the cop. Right. Like, we had disguises for me as a dead body. I think when your dad carried me, I had a burlap sack over my head. <laughs> okay. I think with, like, or maybe I did a burlap sack with both. One, I think we put, like, a fake mustache and glasses on me, <laughs> and I just, I don't know if that worked. So I think both both you had my face covered. So you, <laughs> you couldn't tell. It's, it's the guy that plays the cop. Oh. My dad always he tells a story about when he'd carry you down and you'd supposed to be going to the basement and yeah. you're in like a one by one little. Room. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a one by yeah. Like that was the basement was like a, this little box that's half the size of this room. <laughs> like, and he that's where he would come up. So that's where your dad would just hang out the whole show. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> it's like noodles. He would always just. Hang out in his little box the entire show. You can come out of there at some point if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I love I love all those performances yeah. and Spiral. We didn't get to to touch on Spiral. Um, Alex is actually playing Helen. Oh, okay. And Ben, ben Torres yeah. is playing right. Doctor Perry. Yeah. Your part. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you have any advice for Ben? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's one scene, the scene where you're, like, looking at the fire. I think the first scene where he's trying to get you to think things. Like, be actually mean in that. Like, there's 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 a part where if you're looking at the way that language is, you're like, oh, he's he's kind of an, if I can say it, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like, right here. So, like, he's trying to be an asshole to bring her out of her shell. Right. So, like, there's, it's really just that one scene, but, like, yes. that sort of. If you're actually mean, there's a level of intensity that really, like, emphasizes the point of what he's trying to do. Yeah. Because he's really just kind of sweet. Yeah. Like, when it's just one-on-one, but as as her doctor, he's kind of, like, trying to push her. Yes. Like, that one scene is where she's like, yeah, he has her stare at the fire, yep. and he's, like, mm-hmm. behind her over her shoulder. Yeah. Be menacing in that scene. Yeah. He's doing a, he's yeah. Doing a good job of doing that. Yeah. But I was also trying to 
bring him over and then have more like sad at first. He's playing it up like we'll make you sad at first and yeah. then just drop the hammer of oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that. Like there's there's a point where it turns where it's like oh yeah, like yeah, guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah, like yeah, at I least do, for I this, I do feel that from him. Yeah, yeah, because he he is supposed to be. I mean, he is sweet, and then. He just kind of starts talking, and the more he's talking, I'm yeah. like, "Why are you saying this to me? Yeah, like, you're like, freaking me out!" <laughs> come on, bro. And it's a, like the good part about that too is it it it'll get the audience thinking. Yes, because the audience mm-hmm. is going to spend that whole show guessing who's the guy who's doing all this stuff. Yes, and it's another clue or hint or crumb to throw out there for yes. them to get them to get this whole thing playing around in their heads. So yeah, that's, so that's been, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there more? Because <laughs> the the, the thing is, like, it is it's so short. As as yeah. you're saying, like, it's tough to get every character to feel not only suspicious but like feel as yeah. important as the yeah. others. And I think everyone did a great job of that last time. So, I, and I think everyone's doing a great job this time. Uh, but I just that's something that would, I wanted to really focus on. Yeah. It's so short. Like, so you need to make yeah. sure all eight that. get their get their spotlight. Like, you don't want to overdo it on the like that one. You don't want to over and one where you don't want to necessarily overdo that is on like the don't let anybody in, not even me. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't want to chew the scenery on that one. So, like, yes, yeah. He he plays that scene more jokingly. Like, yes. Yeah. How how he says it. He's like, not even me. Like Yeah, like that. That's the way I would do it. Not even me. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's there's that advice. Um also enjoy the hell out of that show. Like it's just a fun show to be a part of. And watch watch the movie. Because the movie The movie's good. So watch the movie. I I remember watching that as a little bit of a guide. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least at the start to be like, okay, that's how that's how it's played here. That's how it matches up with this. I also I liked watching the movie to see how the guy adapted it. Yeah, to see how he he did it. So like, you know, yeah, watch the movie. Different. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very different. I mean, there's full characters missing, but like yeah. their their parts are just mm-hmm. melded into one. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I like all all that advice. I think that's all good. Yeah, good advice for Ben. Is he out there? Is he, is, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think he's <laughs> one that's out there. <laughs> but yeah, that one, yeah, that's a good show. That's And we were talking about the rehearsal process because I just did Sweeney. I, I directed my first musical, yeah. Sweeney Todd, and that was like 40 people. Every rehearsal was as chaotic and stressful as humanly possible. So like, it's nice to come to like an eight-person cast. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. Do a spooky, because uh, the show is so fun and the atmosphere is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like working with like small crowds and casts mm-hmm. and that because you know you can you don't have to split into like groups to focus on certain things. Everybody can be in that. Yes. Like you know, um, everybody in that like in an eight person show, like everybody's also watching. Yes. The whole rehearsal. They're yes. not like, well, well, they do this and we're not on stage. We got to go over there and work on this. Like, no, they're watching the whole thing. So, a cast, cast that size knows the show like the back of their hand because they've been doing nothing but watching it three nights a week for six to eight weeks. Yeah. 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 And everyone is pretty focused and like offering suggestions and yeah. scenes that they're not even in. So, yeah. 
it's nice to have like a close intimate group. Yeah, it is. a good collaboration mm-hmm. like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Do you remember the audience reactions to They really liked that one. I think. I think it was one of the bigger fall shows in it's terms of numbers at that time, right? Second second highest grossing is fall thriller. So what's the first? Wow. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Yeah, so it was it was really up there. It, oh. what, what what it it was it was high enough on all time too at the time. There's probably it's probably been surpassed. Now it's uh I actually have a thing on my phone. But at the time it was also up pretty high. So the audiences really liked it. Yeah, yeah, back in 2000, what, 11 or 12? Was this? 12, 2012, fall of 2012. Yeah, let me see where I got it here. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I was not expecting that to be the case. Yeah, second highest fall. It was It was hot. Yeah. I think it's because the s- story itself, you don't really see anything happening. Right. You don't see anything happening. But I think in terms of, like, the normal ghost light crowd at the time. And it's probably yeah. still that way. A lot of, you know... It, you know, people from North Tonawanda who've been at going into the theater forever, the age demographic. I think people were like remembered. Oh, I remember that movie from whenever yeah. you know they saw it years ago. So like, but it was and it, it was pretty high on the all time numbers at the time. No, I don't. That's probably not the case anymore because that was ten years ago. Yes. Okay. Okay. Getting into it. Uh, yeah. There's been so much after it. Yeah. All right, I'm still scrolling. I'm finding it. Yeah, I'm really curious if the crowds are the same or will be different. Times have changed. It was good. We also, that show was mentioned, I think it was mentioned, on Theater Talk on WBFO, just as what's going, like, in just in terms of, like, what's going on this weekend. And I think one of the hosts from WBEN saw it and liked it and mentioned it. He yeah. saw, like, the second weekend and mentioned it, so got more people in yeah. there for the last weekend. But it was, the the crowds were, I mean, even even before that, we didn't really have a tiny crowd. That no. Show. The crowds were pretty good for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 39 all-time, uh, but it was a lot of, like, Christmas shows and musicals afterwards that pushed it down. Yeah. But it did really well for a fall thriller. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping we 11, get a similar. Yeah, this was 11 years ago, so. And it's yeah. been different enough coming back from COVID. I mean, all of our our audience yeah. is almost like completely different now. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, it's it's been cool to see different reactions. Yeah. Try different stuff like Sweeney. We would never do like 10 years ago. That probably was un, unheard of. Oh, yeah. Us taking a chance on that, and my grandmother still. She reminded me yesterday. She's like, you know what? Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. <laughs> like, okay. It's like, thanks, Graham. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, uh, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, no, I'm, we're trying different stuff. We're, yeah. we're going out there and, and everybody loved it. So well, good. Um, yeah. Except your grandmother. Except my grandmother. Except your grandmother. <laughs> but that, you know, fans should, uh, mm-hmm. that should, it should do well again, too. I think yeah. this was also a time like, I remember that those, when the, that was, what, that was my first show back. After a while, but I also remember, like at that time too, I think there was an, uh, enough of the us, even if it was a small cast, making a concerted effort to like make sure posters and stuff were in places that yes. we hadn't gotten them in a while. Like I started putting stuff in Spot Coffee, and people actually would come in and say, "Oh, I saw the sign at Spot." Like, and you mm-hmm. know, I just think it, it hadn't like because 
you know, spot, the closest spot at the time was in Buffalo. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it it just wasn't a place necessarily we thought to go poster. But I would put them in, like, the used bookstore around the corner uh, and, like, the record store I went to. So, like, that was also an effort to, like, you know, just put the photos, uh, the posters around in places that I hadn't thought of before. Yeah, Carla loved when you put them in Barnes & Noble between the books. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She did that for Butterflies. Oh, okay, cool. That's She's like, idea. this is, it was such a good idea, so she did it Yeah, uh, for I Never Saw Another Butterfly. Huh. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah just you got to go hide them in places where people are going to stumble upon them. So that's yeah. that's what I did. Um, yeah. The show came up really fast, though. Like, we didn't have a lot of time. And, I mean, like, I haven't even taken a poster and I feel yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I know. It, yeah, so we we ended Sweeney, which is okay. Ma- I mean, it, musicals are always massive. It was just huge, and my first time directing it, so like that was a lot on me. And then it's like, okay, now the fall thriller opens in like five weeks, so go. Yeah, it was like, whew, okay. Um, but yeah, and Tracy does a poster run. Okay. Have you met Tracy? No, I've never met Tracy. I love Tracy. Tracy, uh, shout out Tracy. Shout out Tracy. We shout her out every episode. Right. Um, she's awesome. She takes all the the kids in the group out and does poster okay, yeah yeah we used to do yeah that i think like it seemed like they got away from that like when i first yes. came around um it was like right after larry norton and fiddler okay and like that time there was like kids doing poster runs yes but that didn't happen in a while but like i know people took them around like how you have i'll take a couple of uh, spiral staircase ones for this time. I'm running some errands today. I'll go throw them around. Yeah, can we stop at the theater? Yeah, because I actually want to take some today. Yeah, yeah. right down the street. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I'll go toss them around while I'm running some errands before I get home. So sweet, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I w- Carla and I tried to do a poster run for a night of dark intent because we heard about them. Like it was just like, like you said, like it didn't happen. Yeah. So I, I guess I never thought about it. And uh, I think, like, one person showed up, so we went to the library, and that was it. We're like, well, there's, nobody showed up, so we're just going to go back. Uh, but it, it is, it's so important. I always just leave them, would just, excuse me, uh, would just leave them in my car. So yeah. that if I thought about it, it'd be like, oh, I got them right here, and I'll, you know, put them, throw them up here, or just, like, drop a couple where yeah. people are going to find yeah. them. So. No, that's smart. I, I do like that a lot. Yeah. Just put them on people's cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Would as well. It's a big poster. So. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got the the. Oh, you got the bigger one. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So that would be that'd be a little tough. Like, <laughs> and and making them look good. Like the Frankenstein one, I loved. Chris Fire painted okay. this whole yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. For us, and so I love. It's great to like have pride in something and put it up and like yeah have it look great yeah. So that got a lot of attention at my work. Oh, good. Um, just because it it looked beautiful. So. Yeah, no, we gotta we gotta do more poster poster runs, getting them out there. But Tracy does a great job with that. Okay, shout cool. out Tracy. But yeah, getting and all, like Buffalo, like how you said, like getting it out in places where people maybe haven't even heard of this. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah, because that's that's the bummer about the area in terms of news stations and their coverage of the arts. Like when they cover theater, it's it's what's theaters happening in the city. Mm-hmm. Yes, they don't, or like a huge like or something that's like been big. Like for a long time, like Lancaster Opera House or Musical yes. Fair or something like that. But like they don't, you know, get out here and talk about Starry Night or Theater in the Mist or Western Door or any of that stuff. So you guys got to work a little. Yeah. Got to work a little more in theaters like these to get the name out there. But true. Yeah, which is disheartening. Like yeah. It, yeah. 
and then they're so worth it to see like shows at the ghost site i think it would just it would just make sense if like someone came out and was like oh wow this place actually has good quality productions yeah that's that's what i love because it's like and I was talking to guys from work who just they're they're not theater people, but yeah. they came and saw yeah. saw Sweeney just to support. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we walk in, and it's like not, it's not shades or anything. You look yeah. around, it's like oh, okay, it's a little little place. Yeah. And like the quality of the performance was like insane. So like that's what I love to hear. Like yeah, you yeah low do expectations that. and blow them out of the water. Do yeah. do like some audience surveys or something. Figure out how did you find out about yeah. this? What type of stuff do you like to see? Like where did you find out about this? So we can make sure that's that like. Idea. We advertise more there. Yeah, or that's like true. if you didn't find if you found out about this from some other place, where do you hang out? Like, are you a board game geek? Should we start leaving this stuff in board game stores or bookstores or record stores or just? I think if you do some audience surveys, yeah, like then you might know more where to just drop this stuff where people who are going to be interested are going to happen upon it. I like that. Maybe we mm-hmm. can set that up for for the spiral mm-hmm. and see what happens. Cause, yeah, because like sometimes you can put stuff just anywhere, and people will be like, "Oh, that'd be cool to see." Yeah, but if it's somebody who's like walking by, they might be like, they might take note of it and then forget about it. Yeah, but if it's a place where you know somebody who'd be interested also regularly hangs out and can see it all the time. Yeah, you know, then like they, they go, "Oh yeah, I should I should check that out." Like, yeah, you know, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll, we'll get that Maybe. for for this, and it's good for Night of the Living Dead too because they're completely like two different audiences, yeah. our regulars and and that audience yeah. too. So then we'll get a wide right. variety of answers. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think the first one, the first year I did Night of the Living Dead when I was Johnny, it might have been its third year. I just went to Fright World and like Paul had these like handbills that were like the size of this CD thing, and I just dropped them on the ground. Like, every time I'd walk, I'd put one out of my pocket and drop it on the ground so people would pick it up and find it. And I just did that all over Fright World. In the haunted houses, in the lines, I just dropped them. That's so dropped cool. Dropped them so people would find them. Like, so, like, stuff like that. I love that. See, like, yeah, you're good at that stuff. <laughs> I, I got to, like, think about that more because that'd be so cool just find. And then you're more intrigued. Like, then you're more oh, intrigued, yeah. What is this? I all think, right. like, people get more intrigued by stuff when they stumble upon it as yeah. opposed yeah. to, like, look <coughs> look out for it. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, hmm. Well, and then if it's something like, if you, part of that is if you leave it on the floor, somebody pick up. If it's like you make it trash, they're gonna be like, "Oh, what's this?" Like, "Oh, well, now I'm putting it in my pocket yeah. because like I'm interested in that. I'm not gonna throw it out." Yeah. But you, you like somebody who doesn't like seeing a mess. They're like, "Oh, this is good. Well, who's leaving garbage over here?" Oh, and then pocket it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it, put it like. In a slightly annoying place where somebody's going to have to look at it, <laughs> have to look at it for some reason, because it's being there annoys them if until they know what it is. I love that. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. I like that. Did they do a poster run yet? No, not yet. This show is coming up. How many? <laughs> we had like what ten, ten or eleven rehearsals, I think, in total. Yeah, some of those. I remember. I think the the first. The first time you did it, it was like ten or eleven. Yeah. I was like, "We're doing it real quick. We're doing it real," and it was like, <laughs> "It was fine." And that's when Amanda was. She wasn't at the rehearsals, right? No, she she was at one rehearsal a week every Friday because she was in her last year of college. So yes. she drove home every Friday from oh college to rehearse. That's insane! Yeah. Oh my god! 
<laughs> How was that for you, like, working working through that? I mean, she's very good yes. at acting, so it was, it was easy. Like, I, I don't think we needed any more than that, like, one rehearsal a week. And then she was there for, like, I think the whole dress rehearsal run. Um, but she's just very good yeah. at what she did. So, I mean, it was just it was just easy. And she, I mean, and she probably just sat and worked on it when she was yeah. in college. It was like her senior year, so I think she had like, and I think she studied abroad. Yes. So I think like she came back and had like, like two classes to finish. So <laughs> like, I think she had also time to work on it or something like that, um, if I remember correctly. But yeah, that was so just you know she'd be there. We run through the whole thing on a Friday, and it was good. That's wild. Yeah, she did something similar for all through the night. When she played Neil, which you also played, right? Yeah, yeah, I played yeah. Neil. Yeah, in well, two thousand nine. Wow, yeah. that's so. That's the first time I saw it. You were, you were. Well, the first time I can remember. Um, I think you were in it too, weren't you? I think you were in that one. Was I in it? Yeah. In okay. Yeah, I think so you were in that not. one. So who did I see? Were you in it the year before that too, or no? No. No, I wasn't. Who the hell was Neil? I don't know. Three years prior to that, I don't know. But you you were in the one I was okay. That was when you were the the giving your Francis, dad yeah. yeah you were Francis you were oh giving your God. dad writing advice yeah okay so then that's why I remember I guess so clearly because I was <laughs> it wasn't two thousand six it was two thousand nine yeah. okay all right cool oh and then it was cool because I did you ever play a kid in that no no I never did because then I was one of the the few who were played a kid and then I played Neil and George okay yeah. um. I love the part of Neil. That was yeah. Neil was great. It was a great part to play. That's an amazing yeah. And you played against my mom, right? She was yeah. I played yeah. against your mom. Yeah. I love. I loved that. And I was. I was her last Neil. Okay. Because um, now she doesn't play Violet anymore. Oh. But I was her last one. So like that. There you go. That must have been wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a that was a good show. I like that show a lot. Um, it, it was really fun to watch it too to see it. Yes. Like, like I I think the, I think this. For me, the experiences of seeing it and being in it are almost totally different. I think because, like, when you're when I was Neil, it was really like concentrating on the Neil of everything. Yes, because that's a that's a a little bit of an intense part, or at least you know there's there's an emotion you have to get into for that part. But then when you can sit back and watch the whole thing, and it was like I think I don't think when I was Neil they did the whole thing in the arch. Yes. But the next time I saw it, saw the whole the, the whole thing in the arch, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" Like yeah. I, seeing seeing that for the first time in the audience, yes, was, was great. That's a and that's what I say a lot too. Is like people should see it before they like even audition for it or, or yeah. want to be in it because it's if you. I was the same way. Like like when I played Neil or something, you don't think about it, and then I directed it, and I'm like. It's just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful show. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it before. I uh, was in it because I think, I think the two times before I was in it, I wasn't in town. I think it was in college and then in grad school, I believe, or in college for both of them. Um, and then, like before that, I don't think I had seen it uh, as a kid for whatever reason. So like all all I knew of it was I had read it. I had read the original script that had the magician in it. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I had read it. You know, I used to like 
just borrowed Don's scripts from him. But I, I had read the yeah the the original with uh, date was it David? The yes, yeah. Yes, David. I had read the initial one with David in it. Um, but yeah, that's all I had known of it was that version. Yeah, yeah. that that he talks about that one a lot and just how much it has changed. I want to read yeah. them back to back. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's such a beautiful show. I, I, I think everyone should get the experience of seeing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, audition for whatever you want to audition for. I'm not telling people <laughs> not to audition, but I just. No, you're not allowed to. Yes, you should write no. that on the audition form. Have <laughs> yes. you seen this? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Get out. Get out. Get out. I think I've seen it two or three times. Yeah. But in it, I haven't, I, like, I haven't even auditioned for it. Yeah. So. It's just special. It's special when you're in it. You can feel that it's special, but. The experience of, of mm-hmm. sitting out and watching it is, yeah. is on another level. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, which transitions into our next question. We always ask our guests at least these two questions. Um, what's your favorite show that you've seen at the theater that or I've a couple? That I've seen. Does watching from the lighting booth count as seen or yeah. have been part of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I've seen uh, the, um, the Deep End of the Dark. I really – Loved that one. Yeah. And I loved, I mean, I think, like, I really liked, oh, yeah, that that one's just great. That, that's that been one of my favorites. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. I love that. I think I, I absolutely loved, I mean, yeah, Jesse and Don and Mark and Carolyn and Catherine were all, no, Debbie was in that one. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Carol, <laughs> Carolyn's also been in, like, a million other ones yeah. that I remember seeing, so, like, I'll put her, but, yeah, that one was yes. great. Yeah, Catherine is uh, really going at me to do that one again. Yeah, um, which I, I would love. I love the show. It's been I love ten the years. Set. That's yeah. kind of the normal rotation. You kind of <laughs> do something every ten years. Yeah, I feel like it's been coming up in conversation a lot. Yes, recently that one was really fun to watch. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching that one. Um, that one I really liked watching. Um. A Night of Dark Intent was also a real good one to watch. Yeah. I really liked that one. Which one did you see? The first one? I saw the first one. Yes. Yeah. Should have saw the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll see the third one. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. I always say I can't but wait that to one, direct that. Uh, yeah. The Deep End of the Dark, Night of Dark Intent. Um, I mean, I love I love A Christmas Carol every time. Yeah. I just love that story in general. So that's always great. Um, I always love watching that. Uh, Tom Sawyer, the most recent Tom Sawyer was really good. Um, I mean, there's been a lot. But yeah, I think my absolute favorite was uh, Deep End of the Dark. Yeah. That was just great. Yeah. That was great. I do. I love I love that show. I, I tried to, to talk my dad into like writing or just like changing some lines so it's like a college age. <laughs> and I was like, I, I want I want to be in it, and he's like, "No, nah, it doesn't work." So, um, I I would love to do it again. Just put a gray streak in your hair and change yeah. your voice. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> but that that's great. Just I mean, the the idea of the inspiration of that for the on that being on that island, yeah. one of the millions of them in Lake Huron or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, God, I love that show. Me too. Yeah. And I I love the pictures from it because, I mean, one, it looks like you're in the forest. Yeah, I loved lighting that one too. That one was just so good because that's that's one of the ones I light where I I lit where I really asked Don. I was like, can I, can I like tell you what I want to do for this? Like, can I, can I say like, can I, can I give like suggestions and how I want to do this and how I want to actually 
while the scenes are going, change the position of the sun as the day is going, um, like shifting stuff, shifting where the sun oh, and the really sky cool. is as it's setting. Or yeah, that was that was great. I really enjoyed that. Did you aim the lights, or did you? I mean, I I I said I said this yeah. is where I want these yeah, yeah. to show. Like I'm, you know, if I if I tried to go up there and aim them myself, it would have been um, not good. <laughs> I would have left a screw too loose and one would have fallen. But I was like, I was like, I, I would like this like here. I want to hit. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I love when when because when I'm not directing something and I have to aim the lights, I love talking to the, to the lighting person and just being like, "Do you have any ideas?" Usually, it's like, "No, whatever you give me, you give me." But I love when a lighting person's like, "No, I really feel strongly yeah. about this." Yeah. And like stuff, thinking about stuff like that, like the sun position. I love that kind yeah. of stuff. That's just going the extra mile. Oh, that was a great show. That was a great show. Yeah, I do love that show. And all right, so what else you said? Deep under the dark, a night of dark intent. Yeah, I love, mm-hmm. I love that. I I remember the first one more than I should. I feel. Uh, I, I thought Joanne was just incredible in the yeah. And oh, that it role. was. That was the first. One I had seen after I came back from college and grad school too. Yeah. So I, I came back and I uh, auditioned for like Night of the Living, like I, I auditioned for Night of the Living Dead, and so I was around like seeing that show and helping like do sets, and then you know that was just great. That was a, like a, the whole fall I just spent at the theater almost every day. Yeah. So, I love yeah. that. And then when we did it in 2018. We brought in the trees again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really great picture of, like, my dad had the long hallway in the middle. Yeah. And a great picture of a pumpkin lit. Oh, with, yeah. With, um, like, the curtains blowing and the, the trees like that. Again, he was fantastic at yeah. creating atmosphere. Uh, so I hope I can continue to to make that kind of atmosphere. That was a great show. And that, that was one of, um, what was the name of it? Is that one of the ones that takes place in Chestnut Hollow or yes. whatever it is? Okay. So that, yeah. That's right, because Sheriff Watkins is in that. Yes. He's just a voice, but Sheriff Watkins is in that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which was, for the first time ever, played by someone who wasn't Jesse. Jesse in this most recent one. Okay. Yeah, in Halloween Dreams. He. Oh, was, Halloween Dreams? Yeah. Yeah, VJ. VJ uh, played him. him. Yeah. Uh, shout out VJ for taking that <laughs> over. We always shout out VJ. We always yeah, shout out Tracy. Do. Uh, I do. I would do that show again. Yeah, Night of Dragon Tennis. Yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah. fun. When would yeah. you do it? Five years ago? So you got five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five. That's the problem. It's like I started directing it's... too late into the game. So like I missed all these things, which I'm I'm grateful for because like I didn't I I couldn't have directed that back then. <laughs> but like now I, I would love to okay. to get to work on it. Well that. you don't have to wait ten years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's you don't have to that's true. We broke it for what? Here here we sit. Really? In 2014, we broke it. Yeah. Something else. We were going to do regrets only during the COVID year. That right. broke it. Mm. So maybe. Maybe yeah. we'll break it. We talk, We actually talked about this. We talked about breaking it for <laughs> yeah. A Night of Dark Intent earlier <laughs> in the podcast. I think it's got to happen. All right. So you said that. What, what, what was the one after that? I forget. Oh, A Christmas Carol. I, I love, love yeah. everything about A Christmas Carol. Yeah. I love it. It's been... Six years since we've done it. Yeah. No way. Something Has like it been that. Six. I'm trying to remember no, the last we time. We did it while I was there. And I'm, 2018 is when I started. So. Oh, so we did it in 19. 19. Yeah. Okay. Well, still too long. Usually it's a three-year it's a, rotation. Yeah. Oh, okay. But is, is it 
Because your dad wrote a, another one, right? Yes. I haven't seen that one. But also there was This COVID, is so. the first time it's ever going to be presented live, I guess. We we recorded it for COVID. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was... That's right. I don't know if you can really... Don't watch the recording. Yeah, I don't think you can this, consider that. <laughs> All right. This I will won't. be the birth of it. All right. Yes, so yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> World premiere. World live premiere. All yes. Right. yes. And he's also added things to it. Yes. He's so. added and changed some stuff. Oh, good. Um, so it will be be different. And anyways, it's just your life. I mean, we can't record yeah. stuff. That's yeah. Uh, that was a process. Yeah. Oh, the you know what? I remember the the lodger. The lodger was another good one. And actually, I I saw the lodger on its last day when the power went out. No. Oh, so I saw the lodger yeah. without the power. It was still great. It was still great. But yeah, that's when I saw it. I <laughs> hated. I hated that. I mean, like, I kind of liked it. No. It was just. <laughs> no, I hate it. I because so much of that was the music and the lights and the the set, and uh, yeah, you, you show, take you just show strip that all away. He's got at least got one act of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. I I liked it. I I did like it a lot. But yeah, I I saw that's the one I saw is when the power went. <sighs> I mean, the audience could have said no. I don't want to continue. I said no. Jesse the audience and I were, said yes. Jesse <laughs> said no. <laughs> Jesse and I were like, absolutely not. I'm not doing yeah, this because well. like. That that's so much about a, a, a part of it. Like for this, I, I keep saying for Spiral Staircase all the time. Like once we get the the costumes and the yes. set, yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna change it's gonna everything, yeah. elevate it. And so you strip that all away, and it's like no, but no, those it's were boring. Unforeseen circumstances, like yeah. you can't control it. I know, I know. I just I hate. You did it. it. You did it for me because that was yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the yeah. only t- that was the only one I could come see of that run. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, just see down backstage, but Trey's here, yeah. so he's got to see it. No, Trey wasn't here. We'd all be going home, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I made you do the show. <laughs> um, okay, what was after you said Christmas Carol? Now you've hit the lodger in. The lodger in. Christmas Carol, <laughs> the lodger, deep end of the dark. You should um, use your $50 water bottle over there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm choking on something. Take a sip while I think of more favorite shows. <laughs> I did like The Lodger. Would you do it? <clears throat> Would you do it again? Yeah, but what? We did that one 2019 as well, I yeah. think. Or no. No, I think. 2018, I think. No. You know, I, I'll say this too. I'm... I'm mostly not a musicals fan but there's certain musicals i like and i really liked fiddler when zerp zerpa played tevia i really liked that the the way everybody sang tradition on that one like the hairs on my arm stood up i don't know what it was the way the way that song echoed throughout the the theater i really enjoyed so i really liked i'll i'll add a musical in there and i really liked Whenever you did Fiddler with Dan Zerpa, okay, yeah, get get a little bit of <laughs> get a little bit of everything in yeah. there. I love it. No, yeah, you're well well uh, representing there. You got you got one for for everything. Yeah. Just list no, every, that's cool. Seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just remember really liking that, and I don't really like musicals. Yeah, yeah. So. That's that's how I used to. I yeah. was very much against musicals, like. Not that I just didn't like them. I hated them. And <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> now I'm directing them all. So I I like I do like them now. Like I, I'm yeah. now listening to them a lot yeah, and trying to find stuff. Yeah, you're listening to musicals you in your the, car. You just got to do the ones you like. Yeah, yeah. No, that's – yeah. 
and finding the ones I like is what's difficult. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want I want to stay away from old stuff. I want to do all new. You want to stay away from the stuff <laughs> everybody normally does. Yes. Probably like find. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to touch a music man. I don't want to do stuff like that again. Um, that's why I love doing Sweeney. It was the first time we did it. It was gothic. It's what that's yeah. what we do. And like, <clears throat> if I had to pick musicals, I'd like a lot of them would be Sondheim stuff. Yeah, I, the stuff he does, the way he. Things he does with melody that surprise you that aren't don't sound traditional and like he, he writes weird melodies yeah mm-hmm. and that's 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 why I like his stuff did yeah you, did it, you come and see Sweeney Todd I did not <laughs> <laughs> I did not I'm sorry I did not we I have not we have the recording we we'll send yeah the recording. Send, the, send send a recording to me it's not the same it's not <laughs> no I know <laughs> um, yeah no I I. Picked it as the first one, and I didn't necessarily know I was going to direct it when we yeah. picked it. <laughs> and uh, I'm so grateful that yeah. I got the chance to because it, oh, it was fun. But everyone's like Sondheim, like really, like for for the first, that's that's difficult. Um, yeah. But Sean Poland was my music director, yeah, and was fantastic. Well, good. Yeah. But now I'm finding that I am liking more and more Sondheim as I get yeah. further into musicals. Yeah, because his stuff is wasn't all. Your dad totally against it too. Uh, yeah, Sondheim. yeah. So my dad had a complete 180 on him too. <laughs> he, the whole time, him, my mom and him were like, "No, we'll never do a Sondheim." People are always suggesting we'll never do it. How come? It's so hard. The it's music hard. is so ridiculously hard. To and learn. like, it, it's, it's all kind of depressing. Like none That's, of his stuff yeah. is really happy. Which, right. which is, I think, why I like it because it's like, oh, this, this is this is real. Yeah, yeah. this is real. Yes. Like if people are going to spontaneously burst out into song, like. At least they're they're feeling real emotion, right? Like, like that, that's how I would burst out in a song, <laughs> right? Right, while slitting someone's throat. Yeah, or or like you know, <clears throat> well, worried of like you know, worried about my life and yeah. what I've done with my life and yeah, like why I'm unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like that's that's what I'd burst into song, <laughs> right? And it wouldn't be wistful. It'd be like, oh, everything stinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah, and so so that's how everyone felt. And then after my dad saw Sweeney, every he came every night. It was my first time like directing without him there. So like he would come every night and and loved it. And he said, "You have to take a look at Sunday in the Park with George." And uh, I I have and I loved it. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal did a version of it, which I didn't know. And Jake Gyllenhaal is like my favorite actor right. on this well, planet. There you go. So um, I love listening to that. That's that's fun. Oh, good. Maybe maybe down the line we'll get we'll do that one, but I, I got to take like a little Sondheim break. Okay, at least for Sean. I got <laughs> yeah. to think about yeah. Sean. All right, <laughs> not not have him do all the the hard ones. All right, everyone. Have you ever other. been in musical? Like not not at the Ghost Light. I I I did, like, you know, in high school it's mostly musicals. So like mm-hmm. I like my senior year I did Godspell. And I I can't sing, so I was just like in the background, <laughs> pretending. <to sing. laughs> but I was like, I should try to do one, and so yeah, Narden was doing Godspell, so I auditioned for Godspell. I didn't have like a singing part. Right. I got to do some of the act outs. Okay. I got to do some of that stuff, but I didn't get to sing, which was good because <laughs> it wouldn't have been pretty. <laughs> so yeah, I've done one. <laughs> okay, not bad. Well, Andrew Garfield didn't know how to sing, and then like just it came out of nowhere. So I took voice lessons from Joanne 
like so because I, I knew I was going to audition for this musical. Yeah, so I took like some voice lessons for from Joanne and like barely it was barely there. I was barely able to sing for a little bit there, but like I just I I can't carry a tune. <laughs> I can't like if was I she, like, like you're I used a to lost cause. Yeah, I was. I used to play like guitar and piano yeah. pretty regularly. But like, if if I were to learn and pick up anything by ear, I I could pick out the melody, but I could never hit the key. I would always transpose the key or whatever. I was like, I'm playing this song. And they're like, no, it's 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 not in G. It's in A. I was like, well, this is what I'm hearing. He's like, yeah, well, you you heard the chord progression. You got the chord progression, but you don't have the key. You're playing it too. I was like, I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's that like was... I can't. I yeah. So like I just I can't find a tune. Like some sing in A. I what what? <laughs> yeah. What is A? What is yeah. A? <laughs> that, yeah, that was me all summer. Sean was very upfront about the whole thing. He's like, I'm missing two weeks. I'm like, okay, great. That, not a problem. And then people would start asking me questions about the music. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like, I have no idea. Like, so Don't on ask me. how many counts of blah, blah, blah do I do in this after this count after – and I would just stare at him and be like, I, why are you asking oh, me? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, let's <laughs> listen to it and count it out. Yeah. <laughs> you just listen to it and figure it out that way. <laughs> and then Sean will tell you whether you're right when you come back. Yeah. I would pull out my best uh, George Costanza and just look as confused and, and mad <laughs> yeah, as right. possible. Yeah. All right. He's busy. I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah>. bother him. <laughs> he's busy. He's thinking. Let's, let's, let's yeah. take this elsewhere. Um, but no, I told everyone at the beginning, like, Sean, music. Me, not music. I'll do anything <laughs> else. Uh, that's, all, that's all Sean. Like Dave Grohl, he doesn't, he can't read music. Yeah, and look at him, he's going crazy. Wow. So Yeah, yeah, but he can sing though. He, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he does a lot of yelling, so I, yeah. I could yell. All right, yeah, we could all yell. You can sing. I love, I love Dave Grohl. No, we all know you can. You just <laughs> no. don't do it. But I'm, I'm on the side of of Sondheim where I'd, I'd love to have actors more than I'd love to have a singer, singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then it's just, it's so much more powerful. Yeah. Like you would be great in Sunday with the park in Sunday in the park with George, I think you'd be great in that. But I, I mean, I've never heard you sing, so no. <laughs> and you won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't make a good case for yeah. himself. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. You never know. You know like Andrew Garfield, they they they're just like the director went up to him for Tick Tick Boom and was like, "Sing, you are now you are going to sing for this." And he took lessons and he was fantastic. Yeah, well, so you never know what happens. Know. But I mean, you know, yeah, millions of dollars at their disposal. And, yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know. and all the time in the world, uh, yeah. I don't I know. I liked Tick Tick Boom. I'm in my late 30s. I don't know if I want to work that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I agree. So you mentioned that you do improv. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. interested. Where do you do improv? How do so, you do improv? Uh, there's a group called that I've been mostly doing it with uh, called Buffalo Improv House. So during the pandemic, a bunch of performers from the Magnet Theater in New York. Uh, one who is from here and his wife and then another couple like were like, I got to get out of New York City like during the pandemic. So they did. And they came up here. Like so the guy who runs it, uh, a guy by the name of Dan uh, Reitz, or Reitz, one of those two pronunciations, <laughs> R-E-I-T-Z. He, he came home and like wanted to like do, um, wanted to like get the improv scene here kickstarted again so yeah. like for the longest time it was comedy sports mm-hmm. was the was the main uh improv group doing like short form improv and then there were like some little like long form improv jams from time to time but it was mostly comedy sports and like they were basically just 
killed by the pandemic, wiped out. So, I mean, the scene was just trying to get back on its feet. Um, And so there's Dan formed Buffalo Improv House. And he did some – he started, like, before uh, Comedy Sports fully died the first time, he started – was starting to, like, partner some with them a bit. But they went away, so he got Buffalo Improv House up and running. A few old comedy sports people – formed Buffalo Comedy Collective and got the comedy sports license. So that's back for short form. And that, that's what I had been doing for a long time was comedy sports, um, doing like short form stuff. I was a regular in their minor league. And then I jumped up to their pro roster like right before everything killed and got cut off. But Buffalo Comedy Collective has reformed comedy sports. So they do that like every other Friday at the Harlem Road Community Center in Amherst. And then they oh. teach classes and they do once a month at the American Repertory Theater on Elmwood. They do um, Improv After Dark, which they get a bunch of independent, like, long-form groups to do shows there. So, like, my group uh, is called uh, Denny's Midnight Runners. We do a show, like, once in a while with them at um, Buffalo Comedy Collective at ART. And then Buffalo Improv House also teaches classes. Every Friday they do a show in the back room at Allen Street Hardware in Allentown, and every Thursday they do an improv mixer on uh, at Amy's Place near South Campus. Um, what they do at the improv mixer is is fun. Uh, is you, you show up if you want to perform, you um, everybody you put your name down, and then they sort of mix all the names up into the teams, and then each team goes and does a twenty minute set. Oh, that's awesome. And so you do that and meet other improv performers uh, and do that. Um, so, yeah, Buffalo Improv House, they've been teaching classes. They run workshops. The cool thing about them is they have a lot of friends from the improv scene in New York City at, like, Upright Citizens Brigade or The Magnet that they'll bring up to teach classes oh, and cool. teach workshops and stuff. So they have their regular classes. They have other performers doing workshops. Uh, Dan, who runs Buffalo Improv House in New York, was the piano player for Baby Wants Candy, the improvised musical. And oh, so he's wow. got some improvised musical groups that come up and do a full, like, 45-minute musical all made up on the spot based on oh a suggestion. God. Oh, my God. Um, That's insane. And so, yeah, so Buffalo Improv House and Buffalo Comedy Collective are two groups. And then there's a few independent teams that'll do shows around. Um, Road Less Traveled has a little improv company. What they do is a show called Unscripted. And what they do is they... Um, use the set of an existing show for uh, Road Less Traveled as inspiration and do a show on that set. So they'll oh, get a suggestion cool. and you make use that set as part of the show. There's another two-man group called Babushka that does shows at Alleyway in the Cabaret, Cabaret Room. And they just, you know, no set, but they just take a suggestion and do like a 45-minute to an hour long improvised play. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that since... 2018 started over at comedy sports doing short form and now i'm doing you know long form when i can over at buffalo improv house and with my independent team denny's midnight runners so i've been doing a lot of that i love doing that you know practically like we practice like once a week so you know it's less of a time commitment but it's still a lot of fun i really like doing it and i think it's like helped make me a better actor and performer in general and i get to like try to be funny Mostly it's like accidentally, but I try to be funny. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. And so there there's a scene that's starting to like come about and you know, coalesce. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, improv to me seems very daunting. I I would like to try my hand at it. 
because I think it's a very useful tool for yeah. actors. Yeah. But it's scary to me. It can be, but it's like, you know, you learn how to use your own instincts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's, you know, the, the like what helped me out, I think most is with uh, one of my teachers and coaches said, like, usually if in improv, if you're trying to be funny, you can't get away with it. Like you end up being funny because you're being real. Mm-hmm. So like that's the thing is like at the start you go up there and you be as lazy as possible. Just be real. Don't think. Don't worry about having to make anything up. Just react. And then, you know, then you'll have your coach or teacher, like, tweak and teach you how to do it. But it's just fun. As long as you mm-hmm. go up there and, like, get out. It helps you get out of your head. helps you get other stuff out. So. Yeah, no, I think improv is very beneficial for every actor. Yeah. It's just getting started. Well, I mean, classes are a good way to do it. That's, that's mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I listened to, like, too many improv podcasts. So I was like, you know, I should maybe give this a try. And so I was like, oh, I'll take a class and see how it goes and. I loved it. Oh. Yeah. Good. So what did, what does comedy sports like entail? Like do you you didn't pre- did you prepare anything but it's improv like I don't I don't want to yeah. sound stupid but I also <laughs> want to get that out. So yeah, comedy sports is it's short form improv. And so the, I guess the way to describe short form it's it's game games based. So short form improv is like what you would have seen on whose line is it anyway? Oh, okay. Like games like Party Quirks or like, you know, two people are doing a scene and uh, every the every character's line has to start with like the next letter of the alphabet. So yes. if like the first person starts off saying a line that begins with a B, the next person's got to go C, D, E, like that type of stuff. And it's conceit is, is it's two teams competing against each other in these games for points. And there's a referee. Oh, that's and like so the cool. audience can pick who win, wins games. Some games are like elimination games where people get knocked off like – you know, one game it's called like story where, you know, the referee is pointing at somebody and they start telling a story and then pull the finger away and the next person's gotta continue right after that. Like, um so like that's what comedy sports is, short form, uh, game based stuff. Um and it's fun. It's fun. It's different it's very different from long form because long form improv is essentially just two people getting a suggestion, and then performing a scene. Yeah. Like, no gimmicks on that. Just, like, let's go. Like, it's, you know, sometimes, like, I guess a way to think about it is it's like how, like, some writer's rooms write sketches. Yeah. Where they're just yeah. improvising, and then they take the bits and do that. So, um, but, yeah, comedy sports, I started with that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's It's less, I like long form more because it's more, like, freeing. But what was fun about comedy sports is while we were taking classes there, we could, um, like, they had a minor league. And so the, the way me and my friends at comedy sports minor league like to play it is, well, if we're a minor league, it's like we're in minor league hockey or minor league baseball. Like, what does a minor league baseball pitcher do? He can throw the ball 100 miles an hour, but he can't throw strikes. So, like, if we're really minor league, we should play some of these things wrong and screw up the format a little bit. Yeah. And luckily they were gracious enough to do that, probably because we were also – you know, paying for classes at the time, so they couldn't really kick us out. But um, that that's a lot of fun, and they do that. Yeah, uh, that's run by Buffalo Comedy Collective. Um, they do they do classes. Um, they have auditions every year for the comedy sports pro roster. Um, but yeah, those are fun. 
Uh, and those run every night. Yeah, that, so I had a lot. That's where I got my start doing the short form stuff. Um, and then I started taking long form classes with Buffalo Improv House, and that's really like, and that's where I fell in love with like the long form stuff because you can, you know, it it there's it's a form you can do a long form improvised play. You can just do scenes like it's the sketch show, right? But I, I there's just more freeing it's just to be up there and have everything out of your mind and somebody say like shoelace and then you can figure out where you need to go from there that's insane (laughs) that is that is insane yeah you have to be very quick-witted yeah you do Uh, yeah you have to be quick-witted but like the way i see it too is is it it's i think i've said and i think i've said this to your father before and and it's what i like about the way he writes scripts is that like if dialogue for a play is written well, like you don't need to memorize your lines because what you're supposed to say is what your normal reaction would be. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, that's the way I think of it as improv. It's like we're just doing a play and we're doing a well written play. We're just all we're because all we're doing is reacting. Yeah. Like, that's like it's it's easy to learn lines if the play's written well because what you're supposed to say might be what you would say normally if you're really inhabiting that character. Yeah. It's it's the most natural thing for you to say. And so that's that's what I that's the way I look at improv. Like you're just, you know, I'm this is who I'm gonna this is who I am on stage. And so that's just how I'm going to be for the whole thing. And if some people find it funny, great. If not, well I'm just work we're, we're it's improv. We're just throwing yeah. stuff at the wall here. Like that's the thing that's the other thing I like about improv. It's like it's never all going to be great. Right. But yeah, most I was, people... I was just going to ask, have you ever had shows that went sour and just oh, not... Oh, yeah. 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 There there have shows that went sour, or at least shows that like you don't think are good. But the, the thing is about plays, about improv, which people go... People who are who like improv, who go to an improv show, want to laugh. Right. They don't sit there in the audience going, this better be funny. Yeah. They're like they're on the like. What are they going to do that's going to make me laugh this time? So like they want to laugh. So it if it shouldn't be too hard right. to make them laugh. But I but yeah, there's been stuff that just hasn't been great and hasn't felt flat. But like it doesn't necessarily hasn't necessarily felt that way because of bad improv. It might have felt that way because just the audience didn't find what you did funny the night. But you can take something out of it and be happy with it. Yeah, I I've seen in terms of I've seen improv shows that I thought were hilarious. Like one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I've talked to the performer afterwards, and it's like oh, that was great. Oh, that was great. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. And the performer's like, yeah, well, that's a that's a six out of ten for us. Like, oh my god, you know? So it's it's just per- it's 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 how people perceive it. Yeah, people go to improv shows wanting to laugh, so people probably will laugh. And like I said, um, like I mentioned before, like you don't have to try to get away with being funny. Just you know, you'll stump. You'll something funny will happen because people find different funny things about different oh, yeah. things, or you'll find a weird path to go down. Yeah, and so that's that's you know what I love about doing that. Um, it's freeing. So that's that's really interesting. That that yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I I think I wouldn't be good at it because I'm I'm kind of a control freak. Yeah. So, like, in that situation, if they start going a path that I don't like, I'd be like, mm, <laughs> no, no, let's but go you can back learn, to this. You can learn yeah, how to let that around. go. Yeah. And a way to hang on to that is then you, you can be the character that tries to get them to do something else to do what you want to do. So you could be the bad guy in the situation. Okay, yeah, You can yeah. play along. I don't want to do this, but 
I'm going to, but why don't, why don't, why don't, why isn't my deal trying to get them to do something else? Okay. All so right. like you, you go, you, like if you're willing to be the bad guy. Yeah. Like they, they say like improv the whole thing is like, yes. And you shouldn't block. You shouldn't yes. say no, mm-hmm. but, but like once you know how to yes. And you can learn how to say no while yes. Anding. Yeah. Like, right. Right. You can, so you can inhabit the character. Like, ah, I don't like that path. Why don't I be the bad guy? And then, like, then, then, then they can still do who they want. They can all gang up on you, give them a villain to do something. Yeah. Like, so you, you do it that way. <laughs> That's cool. See, like, like I, you, can, you can put that, all that control into your character and yeah. get it out of you and, give that, and add, try to use that as a, to add a dynamic to the scene. I like that. That's yeah. I didn't know a lot about comedy sports yeah. or improv. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. Go see, go see a show sometime. Yeah. I mean, there's there's opportunities all over. So, um, yeah, I think it's just fun. I think it's just it's cla- It's it's fun to to learn it. Yeah, because everybody, it's everybody who really wants to do it. It's very everybody's also supportive. Yeah, you know, I I haven't run. I haven't like met any like diva personalities you know people like you know if you you know walk into and to do improv and you walk around like you're the king of the place and like your you know your stuff doesn't stink then you're gonna get drummed out of there like yeah. people are gonna like realize you're a bummer and get on there so like it's a lot it's there's not a lot of ego around it i mean maybe because it's we're also in buffalo and we're not in like new york city i'm sure there's right. plenty of ego in, in new york <laughs> city or chicago or la but Ah, it's just it's fun, and I think I, I recommend it for anyone to try. Um, yeah, and it doesn't even have to be your thing. Like you can give it a try, and yeah. just you know, I know like some people just don't like the, like you said, the control thing. Like yeah, like my 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 wife is not a fan of improv because she doesn't <laughs> like. She's like I I want to see what it's like. I want to see the finished product after they've done it a bunch of times and perfected it. Like she right. she wants she wants to see like. She wants to see the final draft, not the first draft. Right. But it's improv. It's the first yeah, draft. It just yeah. goes out everywhere. Like, <laughs> you know, sorry. Like, it's just, it's a whole night of first drafts. Yeah. But it doesn't all, it's never always going to work. But go up there and just, you do what you, it's like a do what you can. Funny is, you know, subjective. Yeah. So not everybody's going to laugh at what you do. So go out there and make yourself laugh. That's I, That's how I say do it. That's cool. Yeah. And that's I listen to the Always Sunny podcast. I yeah. love them. Yeah. And that's like the most important thing that, that they keep like hammering is like we're doing this because we laugh at each other. Yeah. We yeah. don't care if you watch and laugh. Like we're doing this for yeah. us. Yeah. So that's so important. That's so so cool. Yeah. And that's great. Like, yeah, I don't know. I not that I ever like didn't think about improv, yeah. but it's like there's like a whole world to it. That's that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, there's a whole world to it. I mean, I'm glad it's coming around here because there's never really been too big of yeah. a scene here. Like, but there's there's a lot of people who who do it now. I mean, there's there's Second City up in Toronto. There's a ton of stuff in Toronto, so you can go see it anywhere. And you know, yeah, just go and say if if you ever like intrigued by it, give it a try. Take a class. So you know, and the and most the the cool thing about here is is like a lot of people taking classes are people who are like who saw it and they're like, oh, that's interesting. I want to do that. So you're not like. Nobody's like, I need this for my acting. right, like so right. I can like have a better acting resume. <laughs> like you know, like there's it's it's people that just want to goof around at least yeah. here. Yeah. So that's why I like it too. There's no pretension with it. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. like that a lot. Do improv groups do private events? 
Is that like a thing, or do they just perform? Uh, so, some will do. Some will do stuff like that. Like like comedy sports will do like private events. Will do corporate events, like stuff like that. Like uh, I'm sure like independent improv groups will do it if they're asked. But I don't know if that's like where they're looking. Yeah. For but yeah. like but like imp- improv like like do you mean like what what other sort of I private only, events? I was only thinking like if a group came to the theater for people to see like that. yeah they would do that they would do that yeah they would definitely do that. Yeah. That'd be I cool. mean, not that you we couldn't go to them, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would do that. That'd be cool. Well, you have a group. Yeah, I have a group. Yeah. That'd be cool. I have a group. I have friends who have groups. Yeah, set you up Always at the theater. That'd be yeah. cool. I would yeah, love to okay. to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do that. I'm yeah, it could be like a members thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, like yeah. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, there's my group. There's a couple other groups. Yeah, we can all, we can all do that. It'd be cool to just see because I've I, I've never seen a show. I've never yeah. The experience I have is like when you're directing and then somebody thinks they can improv and starts like yeah. Off, well, like, that's, no, that's no, I no, would no. never like. That's <laughs> the thing. It's like yeah, no. Like I know. Like I, I'm not gonna do any like now that I've been doing improv. I'm not gonna like audition for a show and look at a script <laughs> and go like, well, what if I did this instead? No. Like <laughs> I, I, I have a script to follow. <laughs> like I'm not gonna go off script. Yeah, you cool if I change all this. Yeah, you worry about that. I'm sure. <laughs> oh god, I could imagine your I could imagine your dad reacting. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nope. They're never going to be in the show again. I'll be directing something and he'll come up to me. He's like, "This needs to change because I wrote it and I'm in the room. <laughs> they need to say it how I how yeah, I wrote yeah, it." Yeah. Exactly. And I'm yeah, like, "Oh I yeah. Know, I know it's I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just want to do it cuz I like Making poop jokes, like yeah, you know, I like goofing around and screwing around. Like, yeah. That's why I do improv. No, I love that. That's yeah. really cool. But it'll, it, yeah, it'll help, and it helps with acting. It'll help mm-hmm. you get out. Of, people get out of their heads. So, but yeah, if you, yeah, we'll, we do, we do it something at the theater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be really yeah, that'd cool. Be fun. Yeah. Alex, yeah, out here making there's a, connections. There's a few groups around <laughs> here. So, cool. Yeah, we do it. We do it. Yeah. All right. We'll set that up then. Yeah. Cool. We're almost at at two. <laughs> I I good i don't have anything else to say what about you guys yeah i think it's good i think yeah <laughs> good. good episode yeah. thank you yeah. for coming on yeah. no thanks we for having me it. thanks for having me it's been fun yeah, it's good yeah, to be back around i haven't been back in forever so i know it's been time has been flying like yeah. since the, the pandemic was such a weird yeah. thing and since then it's just been flying yeah i think the last the last thing i did was when we recorded everything yes for the uh the radio plays we had to cancel yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the night of, you know, spooky stuff. Yes, the and monkeys' that, paw oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, were you, you were doing War of the Worlds radio? Yeah, show? I did War yeah. of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did War of the Worlds, and then you did we did the night of like classic horror, like the monkeys' yes. paw and like the M R James yeah, stuff. That, yes, and that's yeah. right. And then we came back, and that never happened. So I had to record some of it. Yes, yeah, that's right. Oh my god, that see, like that feels like it was years ago. Yeah, and well, uh, yeah. Since then, time it does seem like forever ago. Well, you know, it was what three years probably. So yeah, yeah, three Jeez. years feels like forever. It does, <laughs> it does. But it's also still moving fast. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of mixed emotions. Um, okay, follow us on social media. Sorry, Night Theater on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, <laughs> Ooh, uh, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Tracy and Ari are running that. Um, <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm not. I don't have a young mind. But uh, they're doing great with the videos. I love yeah. the videos they put out there. 
Yeah, cool. they, are, they are fun to watch. Shout out both of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, this episode is sponsored by JDS Electrical Inc. For all your electrical needs, call 716-523-2711. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks.